who is uh, doing the driving today? I think it's me this week. Oh, you've got quite a tough act to follow, haven't you? Um, After my uh, my high tempo intro last week. Well, in some ways, yes, and also in some ways, uh, no. Well, what do you mean, no? Um, I mean, it was PJ and Duncan. Yeah, yeah, I know. Brilliant. Everyone loves PJ and Duncan. Yeah, I mean, obviously, on one hand, they are brilliant, but then on the other hand, they are PJ and Duncan to all intents and purposes. PJ and Duncan. Yeah, I know, I mean, but that's that's the selling. There's point, no isn't getting it? away from that. That essential. They are, PJ they are and very Duncan. much proto Anton Deck. I mean, it's very sad um, that Anton Deck killed them and stole their souls. Did PJ and Duncan always appear in the appropriate order in the same way that Anton Deck do? Oh, that is a good. Uh, I, be- that's a good I question. believe so. Um, I don't have know. Have to go back and watch a lot yeah. of episodes of Biker say, Grove. I'm not they? necessarily sure that that always applied within the, the Biker Grove context, but I would imagine outside of the Biker Grove context, certainly. So you're suggesting it's not canon? Uh, well, I mean, no. Otherwise, uh, uh, Deck would be blind. Okay, oh, yeah. so uh, very quickly, I can establish. No, they didn't. I found oh, two oh, photos yeah. where they are. Uh, inverted. Right, so that I could be a conspiracy website that has mirror imaged. Yeah, is there any text say, in they the could have photoshopped it. Mm. Oh, okay. So I'm just looking at images of PJ and Duncan, and I will check to see if they are. Okay, well, we'll, um, we'll check back yeah. with Chris uh, with updates live as they happen. <laughs> Hello, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's as good a uh, opening as any, I suppose. I'm Graham. I'm here with Adam. Hello. I'm here with uh, Daniel. Hi. Which and one I'm is with... um? Sorry, which which one is uh, PJ and which one is Duncan? Uh, Ant is PJ, I believe. Is that right? Is Wh- yes. Which you don't right. so want to think they'd appear in the same order. I I don't know that that is accurate, actually. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be called Deck and Ant. That just sounds bizarre. <laughs> but you couldn't be Duncan and PJ either. I mean, that just sounds no, ludicrous. No. But better than Deck and Ant. Uh, I mean, there's no. They were later rebranded as Ant and Deck, according to Wikipedia. I'm not sure rebranded is really the right term, given that those were their names. I remember mm, the yeah. big uh, announcement they did, because they had a, a show on children's television, which I was by rights too old to have been watching. And they had this big announcement that that's it, they were, they were finished, that PJ and Duncan were no more. But there yeah, was a they did... cheeky Geordie twist because actually they were still going to be together. But as yeah. Deck. So they did, uh, they did um, appear outside of the Biker Grove universe and, and maintained um, at PJ and Duncan this for some time, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was yeah, Ant was PJ and Deck was okay, Duncan. That's, that's aesthetically pleasing. Presumably they couldn't confuse them too much to have a name that began with a different letter. Yeah. They um, had some so anyway, great 90s hairstyles. Yeah, I mean... It being the 90s and all. Yeah. So I, I haven't prepared a, an upbeat intro because I couldn't beat um, Chris's PJ and Duncan offering, but I have compiled a little uh, best-of package of Dan. Uh, here it is. Okay. <laughs> You're so fucking good inside of my titles. <laughs> and that, that was it. Oh... <laughs> uh... That, that was that was his best of. So it's it's lovely to work with a professional like Daniel Mercer. Yep, always professional me, completely committed. Do you know what I'd quite like to do now? 
I would quite like to watch uh, the scene where I don't know which one it was. Was it PJ or was it Duncan when he went blind? It was Duncan. Oh, it's Duncan. What yeah. went blinded? He stupidly took off his uh, mask while doing paintball, which you know yeah, you should says, never do. Says right, frankly. You go blind. Like, was it uh, Duncan, Duncan that went blind? No, I think it was PJ. No, it was definitely Duncan. No, Hang on, which Duncan, one's PJ? Yeah. It's PJ and. Yes. Yeah. I think it was PJ. You think absolutely wrong. Yeah, you're definitely wrong. You're definitely, you're definitely wrong. Even Dan knows that. Right, well, I'm looking at photo evidence and it's looking like Ant going no, blind. No, you're wrong. No, it's not. Right. I am I am going to investigate this. Yeah, no, <laughs> I can see. Right, it definitely was Ant that went blind. He's wearing um, sunglasses. That doesn't prove a thing. It Fucking does hell. in in loads. It was it was PJ who became Ant. Yeah, I've spent the last twenty years thinking it was Duncan that went blind, but it was PJ. This, this explains just, everything. Yeah, this changes everything. Um, I'm still not convinced. I think it's photoshopped. Well, mm, I, I mean, think it's... I don't think I would have had enough time to Photoshop or ability to Photoshop this if I did want yeah, to I trick think, you. I think the latter thinking... is probably the key factor here. Well, yeah, but I'm not, not so much. The, it's not so much the lack of time; it's the lack of ability. Yeah, well, the, the, and what would my but I, I'm more sort of thinking that someone else did it rather than Chris. I never, for a moment, suggest- would you like to hear the audio of um, PJ yeah, going I would, blind? Yeah, more than okay, anything. Is it very cool? Some uh, wicked paintball happening now. <laughs> oh, off it, comes the it? mask. He's taking his mask off. No. No. Oh no! Oh shit, man! Me fucking eyes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and he's he's gone blind, and he's got big yellow paint all over his eyes like a tit. Did he lose both of his eyes then? Yeah. Yeah, got paint all over him. Yeah, wanker. Hmm. Right, so let's do a podcast. All right. So it's episode 72, uh, Matters Arising. So um, we still haven't had any updates on the listeners' competition of who can do the biggest poo. Uh, I haven't heard the football man rumour coming around. Christian from Scotland hasn't informed us about uh, whether he can take his thumb out of that man's bottom yet. And nobody else has voted on Alex 80's penis. Are you sure? Because when I looked, he had had three votes. Oh, had he? When did you look? I looked earlier. Did you look while you were at work? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I looked this morning. Just as a little pick-me-up before before I went to work. No, that that picture has now had 43 views. Yeah. And um, doesn't say how many votes. Oh yeah, three votes still. So one person has, and it's now rated four. Well, so, was it um, was it any of us? I they, haven't been there again. So one of our listeners must have been there. Wow. Well, possibly that is that's the power of our brand that we can uh, <laughs> yeah. we can we can influence uh, voting on dick pics. We've mobilised. Mm. We're very much controlling a Donald Trump-like um, rabble. Yes, I think rabble is a good word. Yeah. So um, there's to be no talk of poo or farts this week because it is frankly disgusting and we want this 
episode to be above the belt, clean, family friendly. And if anybody um, says anything about poo, I'm going to have to Google a klaxon and play the sound of a klaxon and don't make me do that. Okay. Okay. That might upset our sponsors, but we'll have to come back to that. Okay. So does anyone have anything to say on the US election or I think we did it to death last um, week? The only thing that I would note is that uh, there was an exit poll released uh, today. Um, uh, it was taken by a morning consult in uh, conjunction with Politico um, asking uh, voters who had just voted how they feel about the 2016 presidential election. Um, now, 85% of respondents uh, said that they just want it to be over. Oh, yeah. um, 72% uh, were anxious, uh, 71% said that they were nervous, uh, 53% angry, 50% sad, 48% overwhelmed, 39% depressed, 29% proud, and 25% happy. Hmm. So I think I, the takeaway how... is that it was a... I think the takeaway is that, that a quarter of people who voted were very happy about it. Hmm. And that this has just been uh, America's finest moment, really. Yeah, absolutely. I think there are some of those terms that that contradict each other, and I would be interested. For example, excluding proud and happy, which you know obviously uh, don't really fit with the rest. Um, I would say that just wanting it to be over, anxious, nervous, angry, sad, overwhelmed, and depressed. You could be uh, all have a reasonable amount of overlap. Hmm. Well, it must be quite depressing coming out of the thing. Do you feel sad? Yes. Do you feel depressed? Yes. Do you feel nervous? Yes. Oh, I feel fucking shit now. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but it is... Uh, apparently, independent voters are more depressed, angry, and sad than uh, people who identify as Democrat or Republican. Fair enough. It has to be said, though, that if Donald Trump doesn't win, don't be too downheartened, because... Although it it's, might seem like it's a big anticlimax to 2016, in fact, what will happen next is uh, Hillary Clinton will be assassinated before the end of the year. Well, so at, the, maybe... at the very least, we will have a probably large number of lawsuits filed. Um, oh, yeah. In order to... Yeah, he has already filed his first lawsuit in Nevada um, to have people what were allowed to vote after the uh, polls had closed because they were already in the line, um, like disqualified from uh, having cast their votes. Hmm. To which the I judge think, said, "No, that uh, works." The massacre of the president-elect—that's the big plot twist at the end of 2016. That um, I mean, to be fair, it's been a while since America's had a good presidential assassination. Well, it was 40, 50 years, isn't it? How yeah. what? When, how long ago was the sixties? Like yeah. fifty years, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They need to pull their finger out, don't they? Mm-hmm. And technically, I don't believe that. And if you are American listening to this, don't kill the president or president-elect. Yeah, please don't. We've yeah. got enough shit. I would not like without. to... Yeah, I don't want uh, that on us. Anyway, um, Dan, uh, Toblerones. Yeah, so um, from the fantastic news of the US election to the fantastic news of more fucking Brexit, um, apparently the um, currency hoo-ha has meant that Toblerone, rather than putting up their prices and getting an angry reaction like the Marmite people have basically just chopped Toblerones in half. So you know when they used to have little, quite big triangles that were closely segmented like a massive chocolatey comb? It's now more like a massive chocolatey comb for bald people. It, it looks like they've just sort of selected every other uh, point and just deleted it. Yeah, pretty much. It's remarkable how they've done it. 
And, well, they seem, I mean, fair play. That that must have taken some balls. They seem to determined say. to uh, ensure that they didn't have to uh, make any new packaging. Um, yeah, I mean, they've probably got loads of boxes sitting around. Yeah. It's a lot of hassle, isn't it? But I mean, yeah, fair play. They've they've just said it's same price, same size, and then just taken half of it away, but hidden it. It's uh, that takes guts. Mm. I am. Uh, I think... I'm very sad. I, I'm. I'm. I didn't mind about the Marmite because of ten percent more. Okay, but it's one jar a year. I get through a lot of Toblerone, and uh, this is not good enough. I think I've bought one Toblerone in the last ten years, and that was at an airport, so it doesn't count. It's the only place anyone ever buys this Toblerone. Yeah. So... No, you buy buy them from Poundland, and uh, you get very big Toblerones for only a pound. Well, not I anymore. Say, I have to wonder how much Brexit is going to affect Poundland. Oh, they're fucked. Yeah. Cause, like, I'll have to call it Euroland and charge £2 for everything. Yeah. It's not good, is it? No. Mm. So, well, that's uh, that's what Brexit has, has done this week. Yeah, on the subject of which, um, I, I was just curious as to uh, what everyone's uh, favourite type of Brexit is. Um, obviously, um, we've got your your classic hard and soft Brexit, which you know a lot of people fall down on one side or other of that one. Um, but there was also a discussion last week about uh, the possibility of a long Brexit, um, which presumably brings into uh, existence the uh, the the short Brexit. Um, and I mean that can't be the only two. Uh, only four kinds of Brexit. There must be additional kinds of Brexit. Uh, well, I'm not sure whether it's like quarks, whether there's like a charm and strange Brexit as well. Um, up and down Brexit, maybe. Uh, I was just, just curious as to how people felt about it. Well, given my use of the Brexit word, there's obviously um, runny Brexit, pebble dash <laughs> Brexit, <Yeah>. and <laughs> followed through Brexit. And I think we're definitely, at the moment, on course for a runny Brexit. Well, I think we're on course for a bunged-up Brexit that's going to take a lot of uh, straining to get out. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I laid down the ground rules, and you have, you've led me up the poo alley again, which is not for the first time in my life. This is filth. We're not having this. Let's move on. Oh, I, um, you led me up the poo alley, didn't you? <laughs> I so, think an Andrex breakfast, uh, not breakfast. breakfast. Ah, you've made the classic, classic. Uh, yeah. the classic slip uh, that a number of prominent government ministers have made. Um, yeah. I'd like to state for the records that what I absolutely do not want is a long and hard Brexit. <laughs> Though it might be very funny watching everyone try and keep a straight face whilst talking about a long and hard Brexit, but um, it will get wearing very quickly. I'd maybe like a cheese and onion Brexit. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of that. Maybe maybe a salt and vinegar Brexit. Smoky bacon Brexit. That's not bad, actually, yeah. Yeah. Right, I think Andrex Brexit, because uh, soft, strong, and very, very long. Mm. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that could be good. That's hmm. a Brexit we can all believe in. What about the full English Brexit? Ooh. What I mean, that's on the theme. Wow. Yeah. Does that mean, like, England leaves the EU and Scotland and Northern Ireland and Wales all stay in? No, it just means we have, like, sausage and bacon. And, but like, no, I mean, we still haven't fully content. nailed down the contents of a full English breakfast. I mean, no, that's true. We need to sort that out before we start. I mean, we could Brexit, go really, full Ireland and have a continental Brexit. That would be nice, wouldn't it? I- Sometimes you, uh, you're staying at a hotel and they bring out the Continental Buffet and you think, yeah, it turns out I all I wanted was a croissant with some uh, ham and cheese on it. I didn't need four sausages, eight bits of bacon, loads of beans and some eggs. Yeah, absolutely. So you feel uh, till it, you know, it, uh, it gives people uh, the option of, uh, you know, a bit of a change. Yeah, the, nice uh, little bit of fruit salad. The Brexit news I saw today was that there's been 
a member of the European Parliament who has suggested that people from the UK that would still like to be in the European Union can individually opt in um, as sort of get honorary citizenship and then continue to enjoy all of the benefits of being in the EU. Sort of guest and, membership. Um, hmm. Pardon? Sort of guest membership. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And um, the Brexiteers are really furious about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why, because surely they should, like, if they're really angry about it, just, like, don't opt in. Well, I mean, they would just assume that nobody would opt in because yeah. there's no benefits at all, is there? I think. Well, they're saying they're being discriminated against because um, so they wouldn't want would to do a thing that they were being offered. And you think, no, that's not discrimination, is it? Preventing preventing other people that might still want to be in the EU from being in the EU is not yeah. discriminating against you. No, yeah. opting out of something doesn't mean you're discriminated against. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will vote they're not furious. They're saying seventeen point four million people voted to leave. You know, yeah, and sixteen point something million voted to stay. I don't know well, what your and, point and is. And like thirty odd million didn't vote because they either weren't eligible or didn't vote. Or yeah. like me, they were on their hollybobs, so uh, they couldn't. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, but to be fair, if you if you did vote leave and are still going on about it, being very angry about things is very much your raison d'être. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of think that they would have been they would have been happier in a way having lost because then they could have just carried on being angry about the thing they were good at being angry about. Oh, yeah, yeah. we watch them sort of squirm trying to be angry about people not liking that they won, and they they don't really know yeah, what to like, do. We're, do we're they? not winning fast enough. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's all kind of a bit awkward and uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. I mean, also thoroughly depressing because we're going to get fucked as a country for the next like ten years. But for the moment, it's just slightly depressing. Mm. I was uh, that was low tempo, Dan. That yeah. that was low tempo. You have brought us all down. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Mm. I uh, I can't find. There's no mention of it on the Daily Mail website yet. So um, shocked. I'm sure it I'm will come. Forward to the comment section under that story when they Jeez. they decide. They're going to cover it, which which they may. Um, so, it is, being as it is now the eighth of November, it is absolutely Christmas season, and all signs are pointing to the John Lewis Christmas advert being unveiled at some point, either this week or next week. Assuming there is a this week or next week uh, after Donald Trump nukes everybody. Uh, so, I figure we should beat them to it and unveil the Two Star Podcast Christmas advert. Okay. Thanks. So, we've done this last few years, um, I can't remember what any of them were, they were just uh, ill thought out on the fly because we're not very good at ad-libbing, the- so I have taken the uh, the opportunity to uh, figure out the rough details and we can flesh them out. So, okay. I've done some research on the John Lewis Christmas adverts, and they've been doing them for quite a long time, but you go back to 2011 when it really blew up, which was, um, there was a kid who had a box and he was waiting for ages to give it to his parents, and then there was a dead dog in the box. Um, and somebody said, there was a dead dog in the box. That's what he wanted to give to his parents. Sounds like a psychopath. Yeah, that's the whole point. All right, fine, okay. Um, and then somebody was doing a weird sort of plinky plonky cover of the Smiths. So in 2012, um, a snowman bought like walked a really long way to get a scarf for his girlfriend. Uh, it took a long time. John Lewis got a website. Should have just logged onto that. He's an idiot. And there was a plinky plonky cover of Frankie Goes to Hollywood. 
Then 2013, a rabbit buys a bear a clock. Uh, the bear gets woken early from hibernation so he can join in at Christmas. Um, but because bears are meant to sleep through that period, he dies in the cold. And Lily Allen sang a plinky-plonky cover of a Keen song. Uh, 2014, there's a little boy who's friends with a penguin. He gets a new one, and it just turns out he's hallucinating. They're not real penguins. They're just toys. Uh, somebody sings something. I don't know what it was. Uh, last year, 2015, a little girl sends a telescope to a pedo on uh, the moon, and somebody sings a plinky-plonky cover of Oasis. And this year, they've released a teaser trailer for a Christmas advert. Just just a quick reminder that that is a thing that now exists, and this is what we've done to ourselves. Uh, and it's something to do with a dog with the hashtag Bounce Bounce. Oh. So, so it's presumably going to be a bouncy dog. Well, no, the only possible like uh, meaning of that is that it's going to be a, a plinky-plonky cover of Ignition Remix. Yeah, Bounce, 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 Bounce. That would actually be brilliant. cover of the Vengabus last year? Uh, yes, that's right, we did, didn't we? And the, the Vengabus uh, ran someone over us. Can't remember, we'll have to go back and listen to it again. I think we're not supposed to mention that part, less legal here of it. Oh, okay, well... Did you see uh, that uh, um, uh, someone did an A-level project of a video with a snowman in a snow globe and then pretended yeah. it was the John Lewis advert and, and went he crazy? And John Lewis have invited him to come and see the new advert being filmed, although it presumably must have been filmed months ago. So I don't yeah. know what we're going to show him, they just a guy in an editing suite Jules being shouted at because it's due on Friday. So anyway, the, uh, the, the consistent themes that I've seen here are heartstrings tugged at um, and plinky-plonky covers of songs. Yeah. So the plinky-plonky cover, I found this, and this is what the music for our advert is going to be. This is by Nina Gordon. Straight out of Compton crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube From a gang called Niggers with Attitude When I'm called off, I got a sawed off Squeeze a trigger and bodies are hauled off You too, boy, if you fuck with me Police are gonna have to come and get me off your ass That's how I'm going out For the punk motherfuckers it's showing out So that's uh, Nina Gordon with her cover of Straight Out Compton So I figured that's... Uh... And that's nice, idea. melodic. Yep. Yeah, so that's what we're using in our advert. So, uh, I've decided that what these adverts don't contain is enough kind of parallel universe time travel sort of sliding door no, I mean, shit. They basically have none of it most of the time. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe like 30% at most. So, we start on a trucker in a depressing-looking cafe, um, having a shitty cup of coffee and his, his tea. And he gets into the lorry, which has got loads and loads of children's toys in the back. It's definitely not the Coca-Cola lorry. Anyone who suggests it is, is going to get sued. It just happens to be red, have a lot of lights on it, and there's an image of Santa Claus holding a, a brown drink. It's just a coincidence. It's not the Coca-Cola lorry. Okay, only whiskey. So Santa is an alcoholic. It explains the yep. So then the sliding doors moment happens. Trucker A puts on this music in the cab. Weekly, yo, monthly and yearly until them dumb motherfuckers see clearly that I'm down with a capital CPT. Uh, presumably that'll be fine at, uh, before Watershed. I don't see why that would be an issue. Uh, Trucker B puts on Two Star Podcast. So then he's driving along. Trucker A stops to pick up a hitchhiker. Uh, trucker B is laughing too much, doesn't see him, just roars straight past. Uh, 
Then it cuts further down the road. Trucker A sees a rabbit in the headlights and he swerves to avoid it. Rabbit lives. Trucker B is laughing too much at the podcast and he runs it over. A bit further along, Trucker A sees a sign saying shortcut and he takes the shortcut. Trucker B is laughing too much, missed the shortcut. He's got to go a long way around. Then it cuts back to Trucker A, who's sitting in the cab with a hitchhiker. Hitchhiker pulls out a knife. Uh, they struggle. Trucker A's throat gets cut. Uh, the truck hits a rock and the fuel line gets cut. And diesel starts pissing out all over the place. Mm-hmm. Cut back to Trucker B. He's just driving along, laughing at something we said, having a really great time. Uh, trucker A manages to open the passenger door, push out the hitchhiker. Uh, he falls into a ditch and gets his head smashed into a tree or something and dies. The truck rejoins the main road, but it plows straight through a bend and onto a frozen lake. Trucker B is laughing, but he carries on past th- around that bend, takes it easily, no problem at all. Pedestrians see the how's my driving number, they phone up, say it's excellent. Uh, everyone's everyone's happy, it's all good. Uh, trucker A manages to regain control of the truck on the frozen lake. He starts to slow down, but the rabbit from earlier on leaps through the window. It's got myxomatosis and it bites out his jugular vein. He starts bleeding everywhere, bleeds out, slumps at the wheel, foot goes down on the accelerator, truck starts to uh, rock it off. Uh, trucker B leaves the main road and he parks outside a building. Uh, we see that the building is an orphanage. Trucker A smashes into the orphanage, fuel tank explodes. It's absolute carnage. There's burning orphans falling out of windows. Uh, Diesels melting through steel beams. Awful. Trucker B has just pulled up safely, gets out, opens up the tailgate of the lorry. Toys spill out everywhere. Orphans swarm the lorry. Little hearts get lifted. He gets a kiss from an orphanage worker who's dressed as a sexy but classy elf. Santa on the lorry drinks some of his Dr Pepper or whatever it is, smiles. Two star podcast saves lives. Fade to black. That's the advert. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a license to print money right there. I think so. I mean, we right. all have literally done. What I heard of it was was fine. Well, now you know how we feel. Yeah, pretty much everything you say comes out like that. Yeah. So that's. Okay. I think that's the that's two star podcast Christmas advert for 2016. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm quite happy to sign off on that. Yeah. Can I offer any, any amendments? Vision. Can no. I offer an alternative vision? I didn't hear what you said, but maybe. Can, can I offer an alternative vision? You can try. Okay. Um, so it's just uh, it's just me and Dan in a bath, and I'm sort of sat behind him like uh, bobsledders. I'm just sort of bathing his back with a lovely sponge, lots of lovely bubble bath. Mm. And then we have a little cuddle. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? And, uh, and then, the, the and, then and then he the does a fart and... and it sort of bubbles up. No, there's no farts. It. There's no farts we this week. Stop talking about farts. We catch it in a balloon. I was going with burning orphans. Um, that, but... Burning orphans is absolutely fine. Yeah. We, we catch it so in a balloon that's, uh, that's and the then we go to Christmas. a party and we give it to you and you're really happy. Um, but then you go too near a flame and it bursts and it stinks and uh, it catches on well, fire. If it was near a flame, surely it would ignite and it would it, take it, out it everybody would, in the room. It would smell and it would catch on fire. Oh God! The, That's the, the worst ultimate, kind of uh, the ultimate fiery prank. death. A smelly one. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with option one here. Not that option two isn't isn't just just dandy, but but option one, I think it has a bit more of that high production values. Has a bit more, you know, panache and dramatic tension and and burning orphans. Well, let's film both, and maybe when we get the cease and desist from Coca Cola, um, we could just put out the second one. Yeah, but I don't really want to film the second one. 
Well, that's not your fault. Uh, gotta, yeah, I mean, you do. You you are contractually yeah. obliged to have a bath with Chris any time he asks. It's um, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. My stunt Chris, obviously when as part of Chris's um, signing on package, we agreed that he could have a bath with you at a time of his choosing. Yeah, okay. and Christmas is a good time. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and legal department did uh, did okay that contract, so it's on your head, really. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously. Our legal department is a bit shit. Yeah, I mean, like, and the I music, um, I think, should just be Barry White. No, it's um, got to be Graham's theme song. I think that is. Well, maybe we could get that lady to record a Barry White song. Well, it wouldn't have. A... It... I think Joe Pasquale to record a Barry White song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't argue with that. I'm sure he could keep the Barry Whiteness about it, couldn't he? Which yeah. is, yeah, I think that should be fine. Okay, well, I think that's nicely wrapped up. Um, before we uh, go any further, um, we should probably uh, just got time for a word from this week's sponsor. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by fartballoons.com. Um, do you love fart balloons but hate the amount of work that it takes to make them? Uh, fartballoons.com will ship you a fresh new fart balloon every week for just five ninety nine a month. Uh, get 10% off your first order by using the offer code 2STAR. That's T-W-O-STAR. Fartballoons.com, because your time is important to you. But Adam, what kind of quality are the balloons? Well, they are fantastic quality, obviously. Um, I mean, you know, you're not going to get the kind of cheap crap that will easily rupture or will leak. Um, They are rubber balloons, not the kind of horrible mylar ones, so there's plenty of give in them uh, if you want to stretch them one way or another. Um, And they come in a variety of different colours and shapes. I wouldn't want a fart balloon that was farted in by uh, a Romanian, for example, though, because of Brexit. Are they all British produced? Well, you see, this is the thing. You have the choice. Uh, They provide a number of different options depending on your personal preferences, uh, so that if you are some kind of terrible racist, uh, you can ensure that uh, all of your suppliers are British citizens. Eating only British food. um, Absolutely. I think racist farts would be smellier and therefore would make a better prank. Um, well, that's uh, there's no solid scientific evidence for that, unfortunately. Uh, but, I mean, if uh, you know subsequent papers are published that pr- prove the veracity of your statements, then I'm sure that they would uh, take that up, because they are very much on the cutting edge of fobbling technology. I would think that racist farts would smell a lot less, because they wouldn't have any curry or chilli in them, would they? So well, I you think can be a racist and eat curry. Not yeah. a proper racist. Well, no, you can be pretty hypocritical and a racist. Yeah. Well, I want my racism pure. Well, you are a purist. I mean, go back to the, the football rumours. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to be a racist, do it properly. Just eat, I don't know, Lincolnshire cabbage. Yeah. So don't don't forget that that code again is 2STAR. Um, that's for 10% off your first order. Thanks, sponsors. Yeah. So, um... I've lost my place. Uh, Nick Knowles. Oh yeah, Adam, you uh, upset Nick Knowles. I did. I got blocked. I, the, as far as I'm aware, the first person to ever block me on Twitter. Well, um, I mean, post- just, I think um, this is unprecedented, but I think we should give you a round of applause for upsetting Nick Knowles. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, those, those of you who follow me on Twitter may uh, know that I have uh, recently um, taken to... Uh, retweeting certain people uh, making incredibly stupid statements and uh, 
adding the message of uh, call it what it is. It's your catchphrase. Uh, check out this bell end. Mm. Um, now, some people may think that that's possibly uh, you know not the best way to start off a conversation with somebody, but to be honest, it was never really intended to be a conversation. Mm. Um, and uh, well-known host of DIY SOS, Nick Knowles, um, made a tweet, uh, which has subsequently been deleted because by the looks of it, quite a lot of people called him things uh, that may or may not have included Bellend. Um, and I, I did indeed retweet him and call him a Bellend, which he entirely deserved, to be fair. Oh, yeah. um, what did he say? And- uh, he said something along the lines of uh, bloody judges, unelected parliament, how is this democracy? I don't understand uh, because I haven't done any research that would enable me to understand that, even though it would have taken me 30 seconds before posting this on Twitter and looking like a bellend. Um, Maybe they should have written it on some uh, MDF. Yes, that yeah. would have been a lot better. Um, anyway, he uh, immediately responded uh, uh, attacking me for being rude and blocked me. Um, it's subsequently transpired that it looks like uh, I was caught in the middle of a bit of a blocking storm um, as he blocked quite a lot of people for being mean to him, uh, I mean, calling him names, or in some cases merely tweeting with his name in the tweet. Saying, you are wrong. Yeah. Um, um, and then, as I said, ultimately the tweet was deleted. Uh, so sadly, the the you know the record of it in the timeline is gone. But, you know, I've got my, my first... First Twitter block, so I mean that's that's quite an achievement, really. Yeah. So his his tweet uh, was: I don't understand why, when Parliament votes to go ahead with a referendum, it needs to vote again on the result. That's not democracy. Which, I mean, is yeah, just a very thick thing to say. Which, mm. I mean, it just being stupid isn't a crime. But no. then, um, no. But I mean, to be fair, neither is calling him a bellend, which just yeah, he demonstrably I mean, it, was being. I think the fact that he says he doesn't understand, but then doesn't make any attempt to find out, maybe reflects badly on him. But then I I've, I saw one uh, discussion which somebody replied saying the whole thing is just bad. It was bad to hold the referendum. The result was bad. Arguing now is bad. How many bads make a good? Somebody then replied saying, fully agree. If I followed based on single tweets, I would follow you solely for this rare beacon of sense. Uh, <laughs> the first man replies, it is a rose among many thorns you'll find. Then Man 2 says, I'll risk it. Always open to different views. Mr. Knowles could try a similar approach. To which Mr. Knowles said, Abusive and aggressive responses to a question honestly asked, so blocked. <laughs> and, I mean, that was the theme of his timeline that day, was uh, mm. people just being quite reasonable and him saying they were being aggressive and abusive. I mean, in my in, in his defence, I was being quite abusive. I mean, you did call him a bellend, yeah. but I think... But like I know. said, it was entirely deserved in my I mean, defence. It was based on fact. If you're being yeah. a bellend, then you might get called a bellend? Yeah, precisely. Um, so, uh, I mean, I've you know very much started my Twitter blocking with, you know, low-level daytime TV celebrity. Uh, so, really, it's it's only up from here. Like uh, I'm just going to start expanding my uh, my range of celebrity blockers. Am I right in thinking that he is uh, the first person to even respond to being called a bellend? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he very much is. Everyone else has simply taken it in their stride. I presume David Davis doesn't have enough time to respond to all the people. No, well, I mean, he's a very busy man and presumably yeah, has I mean, a lot of tweets calling him a bellend. Mm. I would imagine you uh, were very tame compared to some of the responses he would have been getting. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, I pitch myself very much at the low end of the offensive spectrum. Anyway, you're you're going to get a knock on the door from the fuzz soon, and you're going to be cast off to um, the Nick. 
I mean, it's quite possible. That's what happens if you were rude to people on Twitter these days. Yep. Mm. Oh, well, it's, uh, and, it was nice uh, while it lasted. And quite right, too. Um, so, Dan, you've put a lot of things on the agenda about Brexit. Are, are they? Do you feel they're covered, or would you like to go into a further detail on any of them? No, they're absolutely covered. My main point is I am fucking sick of the election and sick of Brexit. Yeah, well, I mean... If the return to the feudal system where I report some form of medieval lord who tells me what the current politics are and how I feel about them, that would actually be amazing because I just don't have the energy right now. It, it yeah. might be worth noting that the... Uh, the BNP and the EDL have both enthusiastically come out in support of Nigel Farage's planned march on uh, on Parliament, so that'll be fun. Well, on the other hand, it'll concentrate them all around Parliament, and I'm not saying that we should like drop a satellite on the whole affair, but... I mean, to be okay. fair, this week I have been feeling very sympathetic towards Guy Fawkes. Yes. We could, uh, we could order a drone strike, presumably. How do you do that? Uh, I think you can do it on... There's got to be an app for it now, surely. They fly them out uh, uh, from Lincolnshire. Is, I'm it, in the is office it not tomorrow. possible on Amazon Rush? You would think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really yeah. a computer expert, but I thought that's exactly what it was designed for. They deliver to London. They start out. But on my lunch hour tomorrow, I could uh, pop down to RAF Waddington and just steal some controls for one and fly it back from Afghan. Yeah. Probably get back in time to... Uh, you know. when, when is he doing this march? Is he I don't actually care. It's it's something like when the when the Supreme Court rules on be middle of December, yeah. I think, early December. It I mean, seems like exactly maybe the in sort poor taste, thing Hitler but would do, doesn't it? Let's, it does it, doesn't it? Let's march on a court whilst judges Against are making enemies. a legal decision. The enemies of the people. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Chris, you'd like to lower the tone by talking about a footballer. What? You want to lower the tone by talking about a footballer? Yeah, sorry, I couldn't hear you for a bit. Um, yeah, so a uh, Swedish football player got uh, a second yellow card for farting on a referee. <laughs> so, um, to clarify, were both yellow cards for farting on a referee, or was it simply the no, second yellow card? It was only the second yellow card <laughs> right, for okay, farting just, on a referee. That was important to clarify. This, there's a marvellous quote from the player who said, I don't get it, but maybe he thought I farted in my hand and threw the fart at him, but I did not. That's literally something from the South Park game. Mm. Yeah. I asked the referee, what, am I not allowed to break wind a little? No, he replied, you're not allowed to fart when you're playing football. It's rude, isn't it? Yeah. I was standing a good distance away, says the ref uh, said a member of the opposing team, sorry, but I heard the fart loud and clear. <laughs> it's the strangest thing I've seen on the pitch, and I've been playing football since I was eight years old. <laughs> you would have thought playing football against eight-year-olds, he'd hear loads of farts, wouldn't you? I think so, but then again, maybe not directed at the referee. Uh, the referee said, once there was a player who stood and peed next to the pitch, I showed him a yellow card too. <laughs> I mean, is, is I the referee, think is referee is particularly thing. proud of, of like carding people for like carrying out bodily fairly functions. required bodily functions? Yeah. Sometimes when I go running, um, I do like a series of farts that sort of power me along. Um, and I, I have to try and hold them in until I think I'm alone. But sometimes there's someone nearby, and they 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 witness someone running past doing lots of farts. <laughs> and I was, it's quite I embarrassing because I realise I've been spotted. Mm. I recently did a fart in a public toilet, and a man at the urinal next to me tutted. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Surely, if there's anywhere you're allowed to do a big fart, it's in the urinal. It's in the public <laughs> toilet. Right. Well, while you're stood at a urinal, you're allowed to do a big fart, aren't you? 
What do you think I should do? Go and do it in a cubicle? That's insane. That would be the polite thing to do. (laughs) I think maybe fart cubicles could become a thing. Oh no, because it would be like those like horrendous smoking booths at Gatwick Airport, where like just in the middle of kind of the shopping area, there's this, this sort of glass cage that's like you can't see anything. Every time the door opens, someone just comes out coughing their lungs up. I've just and, decided yeah, no. to um, take a solemn vow that I am only going to fart in um, smoking shelters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, like uh, American teenagers, they sort of take the pledge and they wear a chastity ring. Is yes. I'm I'm gonna in public only fart in those um, smoking shelters. There's a lot of naked flames in those smoking shelters, so it's quite a dangerous yes. pledge. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they are typically outdoors. It's not like you're likely to get a particularly high concentration. Built. But all you need to do is aim it in the right direction as somebody's lighting up. And uh, can you imagine the scene <laughs> where um, there's a group of smokers um, in one of those little sheds, and I sort of waddle out um, across, and I sort of go, "All right, all right," do a big fart, and then just walk off. <laughs> yeah, clutching your stomach as you walk up because of all the gas you've had to hold in that day. <laughs> Yeah. Graham, you're participating in the lo- lowering the tone here. Well, I realised that banning talk of poo and farts meant that we'd got to 40 minutes and we hadn't finished yet, and that's about 30 minutes shorter than last week's episode. So, um, well, banning. I think uh, you need well, to phase in a ban like this. Yeah, yeah. I, I maybe sprung it on you too. Uh, yeah, too yeah. We also kind of you know when there was that country that decided they were going to swap driving on the left to driving on the right but they thought well it will be quite a big shock to people so we'll have a period of a month where we'll alternate just so that people can get used to uh driving on the right and uh that was uh that's what you should have done so maybe we can this week it can be because we haven't talked about poo at all and and that's fine so farts are okay this week yeah I mean, we did have that, Gradually. you know, going up the, the arse passage comment from you earlier, so there was some... I mean, that was inadvertent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't be expected to not say anything about poo at all, as as long as I don't deliberately do it. I think it's fine. Okay. Mostly fine. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... I mean, obviously there's going to be some poo. Yeah. Next week, we'll we'll try and cut down on the fart stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm going to say now that there will never be a, a ban on the talk of uh, sex and or wanking with robots. Well, I'm presuming yes. our sponsor next week will be um, Robotic Wanking Claw Incorporated. Well, I mean, well, to be fair, they have, yeah. they have been a sponsor previously, so mm. it's entirely possible they'll come back. They might come but back, But also, yeah. we like to rotate the sponsors so that people don't get bored. There's nothing worse than listening to a podcast, and every single time they're talking about fucking Audible or yeah. like one of those things that, like, you know ships you stamps for some reason or may one of them seems to like ship you pairs of underpants for no good reason and there's one about buying mattresses and you just think I, I don't want to hear this same advert every week or every day as i listen to this wait podcast. is the does the mattress thing do you get a new mattress every month <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like those, so those, those beers of the world I and mean, that would be great wouldn't it yeah but uh, no imagine being rich enough that you could afford clean sheets every day you know you can wash sheets, yeah? Well, no, but you wouldn't wash them every day and get them dry in time for bedtime, would you? You can have more than one set of sheets. Yeah. 
No, that well, that's the kind of extravagance I'm talking about. Okay, fine. I have um, I've got a sneaky uh, life hack for you, Graham. Yeah. Uh, what you need to do is uh, piss the bed every night, and then. <laughs> <laughs> but then I. Be, and then uh, I just, your wife will be forced to uh, <laughs> provide clean sheets. But then I'd have to sleep in piss all night. We'll do it. Just, so it would be great for half the night. Just before I could. I could do it after I get up. Just <laughs> stand next to the bed and piss it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to need to change the sheets again, aren't you? Excuse I mean, the, me. The alternative, if you would prefer not to uh, to piss in your own bed, is yeah. uh, buy a second bed, and then you can put the sheets on, clean sheets onto that, and then oh. when the sheets on your first bed are dirty, you can just go and sleep in the other bed. Where have I put the other bed? I mean, that's not my problem. Bunk beds, get bunk uh, beds. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, of course. You get um, bunk double and king-size beds. Yeah. You can see, you can get beds that are like a double bed on the bottom, and then there's a single bunk on top. Yeah, and, which begs the question: What kind of a fucking pervert sleeps in that? <laughs> I presume it's either convenient if you have a massive argument and you don't want to sleep in the same bed, or if you're really into threesomes. Well, no, because if you're really into threesomes, yeah, but then who's 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 sent to in into the naughty bed? It's bare wheel, isn't it? Because it's always going to be like a couple, and then a... oh right. Well, no. What if it's a spontaneous threesome between three single people? Then you have to judge who was the worst at the what? threesome. I mean, this this why I've never pursued these because it's just a minefield, it's isn't like it? The, the politics. The threesomes or the bunk beds. Well, th- threesomes. Nobody ever nobody dis- uh, ever talks about the admin involved. No, oh, it's a lot of paperwork. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's bad enough disappointing one person, let alone two. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Quite. So, uh, well, we can call this a day, or we can um, uh, spit. Or we can call and... it a podcast. Uh... Right, you're banned next week. Um, if that's the level we've descended to, I think. Yeah, I think maybe that. that suggests that it is time that we stop. Yeah. So, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been episode uh, seventy-two, uh, and Dan, what's coming up on episode seventy-three? Well, there's a fifty-fifty chance that Barack Obama will have nuked the Earth rather than let Trump be president. And there's a 50-50 chance we'll be talking about poop. Yeah, I like those odds. Yeah. I'm um I'm sort of worried that that I would quite like to see Trump win just because it would be exciting. I I think it's the funniest possible outcome. <laughs> and uh I mean it's one of those things that there would be a brief period of like, oh that's fantastic, and then the reality would set in and you would feel very disappointed in your choices. Well, let's have some real talk here. I think he is more dangerous if he doesn't win. What? Because he will continue to... Because um, if he wins, then a lot of the sort of horrible sentiment will slowly dissipate. And he's got limited power. He can't actually do any of this, this horrible I mean, he, shit he says. He can launch nuclear weapons. Literally, he can just launch one of the things that he can do no unilaterally. Well, no. they say he can, but no fucking... Nobody is ever going to let him go near the button, or they'll just give him a pretend button. <laughs> It'll just be like so, a, a pink plastic suitcase that he thinks... Oh, but if he doesn't win... He's just going to continue whipping up all this uh, racist hatred, and there's going to be riots in the streets. I, and he's I going think, to, to be honest, I think, militia, I think if he and loses it's going to be within a month, off. he'll just get bored and go back to doing what he was doing before. Like, well, I, don't, I don't think he has the the kind of the the presence of mind to actually stay dedicated to something for very long. Well, and the only reason he's hope. done this is because he doesn't really have a choice in the matter. But as soon as it's over, he's just going to be like, "Fuck this! I'm going back to the Apprentice." 
uh, I, I think he'll continue to, to stir stir the pot of racists and uh, I think there'll be I mean, people that's, killed. That's probably quite likely as well. Um, yeah. I will be amazed so, if they make it for the night without murders. I mean, my, my best case scenario here is that the Republican Party and Hillary get together to build him a fake Oval Office and tell him that he won. Yeah, just give him his phone back so he can just endlessly tweet shit about how he won. I think a better solution is just for everyone to get together and build a wall around him. Mm. That would also I mean, be he has to pay for it. Yes. yes. Just like wall him in somewhere and leave him. And then he can just shout what he likes. I mean, give him his phone so he can tweet. I don't care. Just, just you know, make sure he can't do any harm. Mm. I'm quite intrigued. Well, I did quite enjoy um... the fact they've taken away his, his Twitter account from him. His campaign uh, changed the password on his Twitter account and won't tell him what it is. Very funny. I'm quite intrigued by Graham's logic that the best way you can defeat a horrible racist saying nasty things is to elect him to high-powered political office. Well, I mean, if, if Obama has proved anything in the last eight years, it's that it's fucking impossible to get anything of use done in American politics when you're actually in power. So, I mean, to some extent, Trump would probably be considerably neutered by putting him in office. The whole, the whole movement is fueled by rage. If you take away some of that rage, you take away some of the fire, don't you? I don't know. I'm if, pretty... Uh, look at what happens to the Brexit. If, if he loses, then there's going to be so much more rage and it's going to be so much worse. True. But, but as Dan points out, look at Brexit. Like, you can be a bad winner. <laughs> well, yeah, you can be a bad winner, but a bad winner is still preferable to a bad loser when, when they're racist and they're going to start killing people. Quite possibly. I mean, I guess we will find out in about 12 oh, hours' yeah, I mean, time. By the time this comes out, we'll know and, I mean... People might be kind of stalking the nuclear wastelands trying to find fuel and bottle caps. That's a point, actually. I'm, I'm going to put together a go-bag just in case. Do mm. you think I should actually get round to playing Fallout 4? Because um, yeah. I had a little go and it, it was just too fiddly and, and I, just wanted, I just wanted to shoot people with a gun and for them to die without, without any hassle. And I had to aim, oh, and it was difficult. Have you considered, Should I have do you considered that? moving to America and buying an assault weapon? I haven't tried Fallout Four. I tried Fallout Three, and I found it very tedious. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Fallout Four, but it wasn't as good as previous similar mm. games because it kind of didn't have anything new. Um, but if you want to learn to survive in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, it's a good place to start. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you live in Dorset, and by the sound of the internet, you're halfway there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is comforting thought, isn't it? Mm. I mean, you wouldn't even notice if we had a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, I mean, what true. Would... We'll all be going back to slow, slow internet, and you'll you'll be a master of it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how would I how would I notice? What are the signs? I mean, if somebody tells you, obviously, um, right. if you see any mushroom clouds on the horizon, any brilliant flashes of light. Okay. Um, Big, I mean, you, you, big might, you might yeah. see some people hideously disfigured by radioactive decay, but then, I mean, they'll just look like Dorset yeah. people, won't they? Um, I mean, if like uh, if your Geiger counter starts clicking really quickly, uh, that's a really good right. indicator. Oh, that, that is a bit of a giveaway, yeah. Mm. Um, but otherwise, I mean, there isn't really any way to tell. I saw a very comforting map today which showed London um, and then some sort of three or four concentric circles going away from it uh edge edging oh where did it end it and guildford was either just inside the fallout zone or just inside the fallout zone i can't remember 
Right. But either way, I mean, Yorkshire is, uh, is, is miles away. I'm, I'm fine. It's no, no problem at all. So potentially uh, Dan won't be here next week, but the rest of us should. Yeah. So that's, that's who, would, who would be destroyed on uh, quickly. Yeah. But we would be destroyed slowly. Well, no, I mean, I mean, obviously you would get a bit of kind of, you know, radioactive material carried on the wind, but... Well, not that much, so... You basically have to be the fallout people and just start killing people for food and bottle caps. Yeah, but us up in the north, I mean, that's how we live our lives anyway, so... so anyway, that's enough. Um, you are all dismissed. Cool. That was fun. Hooray! Going outside to play! Straight out of Compton crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube from a gang called Niggers with Attitude when I'm called off I got a sawed off squeeze a trigger and bodies are hauled off you too boy if you fuck with me police are gonna have to come and get me off your ass that's how I'm going out for the punk motherfuckers it's showing out Niggas start to mumble, they wanna rumble Mix them and cook them up in a pot like gumbo Going off on a motherfucker like that With a gap that's pointed at your ass So give it up smooth Ain't no telling when I'm down for a jack move Here's a murder rap to keep you dancing With a crime record like Charles Manson, my AK 47 is a tool, don't make me act a motherfucking fool Maybe you can go toe-to-toe, maybe I'm knocking niggas out the box Daily, weekly, yo, monthly and yearly Until them dumb motherfuckers see clearly that I'm down with a capital CPT You can fuck with me, so when I'm in your neighborhood you better duck Ice Cube is crazy as fuck As I leave, believe I'm stomping But when I come back, boy I'm coming straight out of Compton Coming straight out of Compton